world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. Into the Apex, episode 24. In this episode, we are packed with stuff tonight. Uh, myself, Bruce Perry's here with us right now, Rob and Bradley. And uh, coming up, we're going to talk about cheating in iRacing and sim racing and some different stories that have come up. Uh, and then a little later in the second or last half of the show, Patrick Stein will be joining us talking about the Into the Apex Bathurst race. Uh, but first, we're going to start with a little recap of uh, Bruce and the A-Team's Bathurst 12 experience. Uh, we teased it and built it up last week, so it's only right to uh, see how our predictions uh, played out. And uh, I'm pretty pleased to say I think I threw out a, predi- a prediction of, of your race, Bruce, uh, last week in that episode just before the race, and it actually came true. You, you guys had a good, a good but very dramatic race last Saturday. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you did. You, I think you did predict that we were actually going to take a win. I wasn't so positive as you, but we did it. We did it. So, you know, hats off to David and Jordan, my teammates. They did 90% of the driving, you know. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, Bathurst is a little daunting. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we just we got into that session, and David put down a pretty good qualifying lap, and we posted 25th place. And at that point, we're like, oh, you know, right in the middle of everything, right? At the start. And, uh, you know, I know we talked last week about our biggest fear going up that hill, that first lap and the big wreck, you know. But mm-hmm. David said, you know, screw it. I'm going to start it. We're going to start here. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he did, man. As he always says, he grabbed that wheel and made that car his bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> that's he, right. He, you know, he did. He, he took that thing, uh, his stint from like 25th up to. Uh, I don't know. He was 11th, 12th, somewhere around there when he was done. So um, right then and there, like, well, you know, we got a pretty good, uh, pretty good team here, pretty good shot. So let's see what happens. And throughout the day, fortunately, I only did one stint, so that was that was good for the team. So you know, I did my part by staying out of the car. Um, but yeah, we worked our way up, and I think I was just looking here somewhere. Around lap uh, 240-something, we took the lead. Took the lead for good. Uh, we did, what, 331 laps total. So, yeah, we had quite a quite a long run in the lead. Uh, we had some fast guys that wrecked out of the race that uh, kind of handed us the lead, you know. And it's one of the things we talk about, survival, right? Um, mm-hmm. We... we uh, Everything was good. We, we had nearly full lap lead on second place. Um, and then very late in the race, just before uh, Jordan was going to jump out of the car and hand it over to uh, David for about the last uh, stint or two, um, we got run into. I think the guy was running fifth right behind us, a lap down, two laps down, something like that. I think he was trying to catch fourth place, which was, uh, you know, not too far ahead of us. And so we were kind of in his way, so to speak, I guess. Uh, Very fast, but decided he wanted to try to get by us um, up on a mountain. And that didn't work too well. And 
It looked like kind of a net code thing, but still, he was there and got into the rear of us and turned us around. So did a little bit of damage to the car. So went in the pits, changed uh, drivers, did a little repair, got out. Now we had about a half lap, maybe a little more lead. Um, problem was we quickly realized crew chief, our you know, our app that uh, takes care of the car, decided that uh, he was going to short us three laps of fuel. Mm. And now it's like... David immediately went into fuel saving mode and it's like, I don't know. I don't think there's no way we're going to make it. And now running in fuel map like eight or whatever he was in, I said, I don't know about our lap times. This guy's catching us pretty quick. And we made the decision, you know, we had to um, go into pits and just do a quick, uh, quick top off. And we, we came out. I don't know. wasn't very far ahead. 20, 20 seconds. I was watching it. And 20 it, seconds, yeah. To put some, put some perspective on it, that, that contact, that really bad contact when Jordan was driving and it was coming down the hill, that was within the last hour of the race, wasn't it? That's you, right. You were leading. That's uh, right. And then uh, David Contreras uh, jumps in with about 30 minutes, maybe a little more to go, and uh, then realizes, like you said, the fuel's short. And then that last, that little splash and go pit stop with the leader, maybe, or the P2 car, maybe 50 seconds back. Um, that happened within what the last three laps of the race, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's a lot of drama <laughs> on our end, a lot of panic, right? There was a lot. Yes. A lot. And, um, yeah, we were all kind of escalating in our voices and stuff about what to do and what we should be doing and stuff. And, you know, it, it's because, you know, what it is after these endurance races, when you, when you see that victory in grasp and, and let's face it for any of us, it's, it's not an everyday occurrence. So when a time comes and you see that victory, just like, it's like right there, it's like right in front of you. And then something like that happens. It's going to take that away from you. Oh, it's just devastating. It's just, yeah, devastating. you don't, don't want to let it go. And you're like, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, it's a lot of work and time put in, and uh, it was nerve-wracking. I was actually monitoring that. I was watching it and streaming it atop the owner's box or in the owner's suite, I guess you could say. And uh, that was some of the most – Bradley, I think you were as well watching the video feed that I had going. That yeah, was some of the most. It. it was some of the most tense uh, watching of racing, whether it was real or otherwise. Uh, and the cheer that, that we I think we all let out when David got out of pit exit and up to speed with 20 seconds of a gap over P2. And we all were kind of thinking, I don't think he's going to get out in time. I think this is it. And he got out. The timing was right. And, and we knew with him behind the wheel that he was going to hold on to it. And if P2 happened to get up to him with three three laps to go and close that 20-second gap, uh, David Contreras is probably not going to be the easiest guy to get past. No, we'll that car would have been very wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Bradley? You were watching this thing. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember the, the tension among the team, among you three guys. I, I, I could just sense the oh, uh, when the, I I remember seeing a wreck, seeing him spin when the car got into him, and I said, "Oh no, that's it." And uh, I think I think he maintained the lead there, and then he went in the pits and came back out. And then I remember David calling out, I don't have enough fuel. I don't think I have, I'm good on fuel. And uh, being short that much, it's like, oh, there's no way it's going to, I could sense as you were trying to figure it out, Bruce, and everyone was trying to sort out what, what to do that, oh, we're not, we're just not going to make it. 
and uh, the sense of frustration was there. And then he did a great job getting right into the pits uh, as fast as he could, stopped right at the last second to take the uh, pit road speed. And then he got in and out. And he kept, I remember he kept yelling, uh, where's P2? Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> yeah. And he kept reporting it to him. And then he got out, he was rolling out and you, also, you told him how far he was and he just let out a scream. Like, <laughs> Yes, David, the, David yeah. is a true competitor. That's for sure. Yes, it was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. It was a beautiful you know, moment for the team. None of us. I mean, all the practice sessions and stuff we've done, um, and uh, we never really timed the the pit stop from like you know the time you get off the track to the time you enter the track again. And we really didn't know. Like, ah, shoot, what is the stop and go going to cost us? We, we didn't know. So it's just like, well. You know, we have no choice, so it either works or it doesn't, right? That's that was the only two options we had. <laughs> yeah, it was it was something because that's I mean that within the last hour of a, of an endurance race, especially a special event, uh, to go from securely a lap in the lead to getting having a fifth place car basically stalking you. That's how I would describe it. That P five car that was a lap down was stalking Jordan, who was driving the car for us at the time. And uh, we all, I was, we were kind of keeping an eye. In fact, Bruce, you even commented that you were very close to telling Jordan just let him go because he was just stalking, uh, looking like he wanted to get past. And uh, yeah, uh, I think about a lap or so earlier, I was yeah, just my gut was like, just we should just let him go, you know? Because yeah. I think the problem was there were certain areas that Jordan was quicker, right? But then there's areas, other areas of track that the other driver was quicker and. My fear was the area the other driver was quicker and and was areas that weren't safe to pass. And I kept saying he's gonna try to pass in one of these areas that's like the parts of the track, it's just it's not gonna work out. And hindsight's twenty twenty, but I should have opened my mouth. I really should have said, you know, hey, <laughs> let's let him go. Don't worry about him. He's two laps down, an hour to go in a race. He's he's not gonna catch us. He's he's trying to get fourth. Mm-hmm. So I I understood his sense of urgency right um but you know i didn't want anything to happen at our expense and it, and it almost did well it kind of did we just lucked out and yeah and for, and that's bad enough that's terrifying enough you wonder if there's wheel damage as you go into pits and then the relief when there isn't any kind of required repair and it's not that bad and you can retain the lead and, and do your driver swap uh, and then you clear that hurdle and you immediately have the hurdle of, of the lack of fuel um, so, I mean, just within the last hour of a race, uh, I don't know what else could have gone wrong, but it's shocking it didn't based on that uh, that luck. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem was not so much that he got spun out, right? It's just other guys behind, no one was using their brakes. And remember the two or three other cars piled in, kept hitting us? Yeah. One, there was a secondary hit. Yes. Secondary now tertiary <laughs> that's right <laughs> I, so, I do recall that i recall yeah. that it was and, coming down the hill there's nowhere to go right it's exactly so blind and tight you now that's what happens right but uh you know because of all our anxiety about oh my god is the car okay how's it driving all these questions were kind of trying to get answers from jordan of course he's like trying to feel the car out is it, is it good it's not good how's our speed no one ever thought about like Oh yeah, hey, this is our last stop. How much fuel should we be taking? Should we fill up? What should we do? We kind of lost track of all that, mm-hmm. and we all made the assumption: well, yeah, crew chief takes care of it. I mean, always does. I've never had an issue with them, you know. 
Jim. <laughs> Jim. I've never gotten crew chief. I've never messed with it. Rob, do you, have you ever gotten that in your, your year or so? Uh, I've messed with crew chief a little bit, but I tend to overfuel anyway, yeah. just because I've always been paranoid about that because I've never really understood because there is usually discrepancy between what iRacing will have and what crew chief will have. And I'm like, well, who's right? So I'm just like, I just overfuel and just know. Yeah. I, I try to eyeball it usually. I mean, it's not always the best thing. Bradley, have you ever messed with uh crew chief? No. And I need to, cause I've more than one occasion run out of fuel. It seems like overall uh, it's beneficial. I've just, yeah. Yeah. And somebody to. like me and you that don't, doesn't have uh, the best uh, math skills. Yeah, I think we would benefit from it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have good math skills at all. Yeah, you can make it berate you a little bit too. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. I sometimes you, sometimes you need that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. See, that, and that's the reason why I haven't gotten it is because the videos, which I know most streamers I've watched have it, and it just the spotter part of it seems a little too chatty for me. I don't, I don't know that I want all that chatter along with uh, team communications and in session chatter. Yeah, with crew chief though, you can actually adjust like every type of communication to what. So, like if you want to be giving you lap times more frequently, or maybe certain things less frequently, you can do all that to your specificity. Can you customize the voice of the spotter, crew chief? There's a lot of packs for it. Can you? Can you do Michael Fassbender's voice? Just asking. Just asking Uh, for a a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Does it slow down? I racing at all, or does it cause any issues running in the background? I can't say I noticed any. Oh, I might have to uh, download that a little bit later. I always set them to give me an extra lap of fuel in the uh, endurance races because you know there is always that risk of when when the checkers kind of fall. Is it actually after the time runs out, or is it going uh, to be right at you know the end of twelve hours or whatever? So I always have it fill me an extra lap. You can change all that, you know. Um, I don't know. Never, never had a problem with it, but other people have told me in the past week that they have. So hmm. I don't, I don't know. Interesting. Well, yes. it certainly added some drive. Thankfully, you won, Bruce. You are a winner of the twelve hours of Bathurst, and uh, that happened. <laughs> it, it very well couldn't have, <laughs> but thankfully, very it well did. could have been a very sad second place. Yes. You know, after a. Uh, devastating daytona that we got you know had our problems there at the end with 10 minutes to go i like late late race drama you know yeah it, it seems to, it was it was interesting i mean once you win the race it's like oh man that was entertaining but in the moment oh yeah tense oh yeah i was a sweaty mess when i was like <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and then there was the end of the race <laughs> yep that's right <laughs> So moving to our, <laughs> I just need some, some car crash audio for that. There you go. Um, well, you had some in the last hour of the 12 hours of Bathurst. That's true. Yeah. We'll get into more Bathurst talk later when Patrick Stein joins us in the last segment of the show today. Uh, but we're going to move to some of our larger uh, things of discussion for this particular episode. And that's uh, cheating in sim racing, cheating in iRacing. There's been, uh, it's been in the news this week. Interestingly, you don't, uh, we always kind of joke, at least with among each other. I think people joke generally about, oh, so-and-so's got the cheat codes, this and that. Um, it's interesting to kind of joke about, but, uh, 
I can't say I've seen much of it or even have known much of, of actual cheating happening in sim racing. Uh, it certainly doesn't make the news. Uh, so starting with a confirmed story, this actually made uh, pretty widespread auto racing motorsport news this week. Uh, a Formula E driver, Audi Sports uh, Daniel Apt. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I think I might be. Uh, he races for Audi Sport in uh, Formula E, which I don't watch very much. I'm aware of it. I've watched clips of it, and it's it's different. I know they had a pretty nasty wreck a, a week or two ago that made the news. They ended a race early, um, but it's kind of different. I haven't quite caught on to it yet. But uh, this guy was racing uh, for his team in an esports series, and I don't think it was iRacing. I don't believe so. So um, I don't think it was anything with iRacing, but it was still sim racing. Uh, and he had finished. He had raced some other races, and this previous Saturday, uh, he hadn't finished any better than P15 in any of the other multiple races that he did. And uh, in this particular race last week, he apparently finished an unprecedented P3, and it was very unlike him. And uh, it drew it drew some obvious suspicion from his competitors, uh, and it came out. I think, uh, from what I understand, reading the articles about it. Uh, there was some IP tracing and different things, and uh, it turned out that whoever was racing Daniel's car in this sim race uh, could not possibly be him based on the location of the person. Uh, it turned out that, uh, well, I don't, maybe it wasn't this last week, but in May, uh, but either way, at some point it was caught this week uh, that he let a professional sim racer drive for him, basically. So it was kind of an old switch. Uh, it was a guy that uh, he's obviously a real, real racer, but apparently just not the greatest sim racer, which is sometimes the case. Sometimes it doesn't translate over. Sometimes you're not Max Verstappen, but, uh, yeah, this guy ended up getting a real, uh, suspension in his actual car, um, due to this and, uh, had to make a charitable donation and suspended from Audi's formula E team, which is operated by his father. And all because of a sim race. So this is like a, a Formula E version of what we saw happen with Kyle Larson, except obviously not the same, but uh, it's the same in the respect that it's sim racing affecting real racing careers. Yeah, uh, more in line, to me, it's more in line with uh, Bubba Wallace losing uh, Blue Emu because of him not taking the sim racing seriously. Mm -hmm. I think it's more in line with that. But yeah, it's yeah. things that you say and do. If you're a real life driver, it impacts your integrity and your credibility in that racing se uh, series in real life. Because I, I mean, they can view it as any type of competition. I mean, if you're going to cheat in sim racing, then of course you would cheat in something with even bigger stakes. You would, you would think anyway. I could see the justification there. Mm -hmm. It's a little lazy too. Yeah, and you also, yeah. You also got you got to look at it through the lens as well. Of this was during the a lot of these things. Will I know multiple happened during the pandemic and during a time when it was the only racing that was happening. So it's like, that is how they were more or less earning their paycheck in a lot of ways. And they were still representing the company in the only racing form that they had. So it's, you know, they kind of have to treat it as if it was a normal race, even though they might not like it. Yeah. And to correct the, uh, or I think I've caught it in the middle of, of telling that story. Uh, this is referencing a race that was on May 23rd of last year, Race at Home Challenge. So it wasn't a week ago, but I believe it's recently been caught, uh, basically, and it recently made the news. Uh, so yeah, like you said, this was during the thick of of 
sim racing as autosport entertainment. I think generally NASCAR had started up maybe by that time, but otherwise everything else was still kind of making their plans to do so. And uh, yeah, putting being a professional sim racer, driving for somebody else, logging in under their account basically um, for something that's broadcast or really sponsored or really high stakes. Yeah, it's a little little sketchy. Obviously, he's that has his consequences from it. Andy should. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting uh, what lengths uh, people went to to actually discover he did that because short of self-admitting it, I mean, yeah, it could look kind of suspicious, but how else would they know if they didn't check check an IP and see that maybe he gave his login information to somebody else? Um, outside of that, I mean, if say I have a friend that lives close by, I could just have him pop into my rig. You'd never be able to tell that, even if you have suspicion. So it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting and unusual uh, situation. Wonder how often you see yeah. that. Wonder how often it really happens. Who's going to know? Yeah, I mean, if it did, you would never know, unless because uh, I mean, unless it's one of these top tier series, who has the resources to dig through and find that out? We're going to have to make our own Netflix series. That's like the sim racing versions of that. Don't fuck with cats. <laughs> yes, where it's just like you pissed off a bunch of people on the internet, and this time you pissed off a real bunch of computer nerds. <laughs> that's a good. Di- that's a good yeah, series. I've watched that. I've never seen it. Oh, you need to watch it. It's Never. fine. Um, you like people being chopped up and, and that kind of thing? Oh, interesting. It's, well, it's right it's up like your alley. The, uh, it's like the documentary on uh, the dope anti-doping scandal with the Olympics. I haven't watched that. It's, uh, it's They're going to start delving in and realizing that half of the uh, top-tier iRacing series are all being done by surrogates. At least Haas F1 is is getting catching that anti-doping deal. Uh, with their true. little Russian flag library. That's for another topic, though. <laughs> yeah. um, and that leads us right into uh, some uh, somewhat of a larger, at least to us, uh, and but a little more vague, I suppose, um, kind of news break or rumor or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it uh, yet. I know you've done. I'll let you speak to some of your due diligence on this one. Yeah, I've done all the due diligence that I could, but this is, uh, I don't know what you want to call this, the Team Redline Gate, uh, Server Gate. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, it's kind of developing a controversy around Team Redline, possibly. And um, they've not issued any type of statement, anything publicly. Um, so that is to be determined if they ever will or would acknowledge it. Um but I first noticed this this week, uh, just browsing the Twitter that we operate for Mad Sim Racing. Uh, we follow all kinds of sim racing uh, feeds. And I noticed a tweet that read, BREAKING in all caps. After an inquest from iRacing, we can confirm that these three redline drivers have been found guilty of joining rival team sessions through an illegal exploit. They will be banned from the Porsche Esports Cup Series, the Tag Your Series, for the rest of the year, for the rest of this year, and most likely 2022 as well. And that was the tweet. And that was it. Uh, and, and attached to that tweet was a very a cropped screen grab, uh, black text on a white background as if from a PDF or Word, Word document. Additional notes. It had three names. Uh, Christopher Dambeets, Patrick Holtzman, and Alexander Thebe. Uh, and next to them, each of their names, it said conduct violation, 90 day multiplayer, all suspension. Uh, the Twitter feed that broke this 
uh, or alleged this was Sim Racing Drama World or at Drama Sim on Twitter. Um, so I saw this and I've, I've kind of perked up at it. Um, so I started looking into it. I looked at some of the responses and some of them were skeptical. Uh, at the time, first reading it, the only evidence that appeared to exist or be attached was this uh, screen grab with these names. And if you look these names up, they are related to Team Redline. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on the uh, Porsche Sports Cup entry list. Uh, so that's the, the names are connected to it. That that's legit. But I mean, any basically anybody could have written uh, or put in a word file these words. It didn't particularly mean anything. Um, and I, like, I think some people on the Twitter feed wanted to see a little more cooperation, more proof. Uh, so I kept looking and I ended up, uh, for into the apex, uh, reached out to this Twitter, uh, feed or channel, uh, and asked them for more information, if they could provide it, um, anything about their sources, they won't provide anything about their sources specifically, uh, asked them then if they wanted to be a guest on tonight's episode, they said they couldn't. I don't know what that means exactly or why they couldn't, or they just didn't want to, but they use the words, uh, can't do that. Um, so then they're not here to speak to it directly or, or they just don't want to mention any names, I suppose. Um, so, I, but they were polite. And, and I asked them, uh, also if it was, cause if you look at their at drama sim, uh, it, it's almost like the tabloid. And it was actually, this was commented in Reddit, uh, the tabloid of sim racing. It's like the New York, New York post national Enquirer. I didn't know yeah, if it I mean, was it's, it's, or not. it's baked right into the name. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I'm sitting here reading this, and for the, actually for the first time for me, I was it's dawned on me is is it really? I mean, is it satire? You're right. That's I what mean, I ask. I, it's I, called I, Sim Racing Drama World. I mean, what? How, how much drama is there in the Sim Racing it, World it does, that we it, know of? It does read like, uh, I mean, you know how Twitter is. There are, right. there are spoof accounts that are yeah. pretty funny. Oh yeah, I, I, and I could see that, and that would be it would actually be. Uh, probably their number one greatest achievement to have fooled a well not so serious but semi-serious sim racing podcast <laughs> um so the first thing i asked him was is this a satire twitter like what what just want to understand this uh because they oh, seem so you, so you asked them that directly i asked them that directly say if we if we weren't sure at this point i would say yeah you know, i, I well we're gonna to get to get to all the rest uh, but I'll I'll tell you what I'll I'll give you a rundown of my conversation. Um, they've been very professional. So I ask, uh, I said, uh, can't tell if this is a satire Twitter or if there's reporting behind this that we could learn about. Um, thanks for any insight. Uh, and they they responded, we're not satire. We post legitimate news. Redline were confirmed to have hacked into private hosted sessions. Um, so basically the allegation is, and this was played out on the Twitter feed. Um, apparently they got into a private password protected practice session for another Porsche eSports Cup team and obtained their setups as spectators, I think is what the thoughts are. Uh, in some way, they obtained these setups. And uh, that, but it's still pretty vague. It was very it was yeah, relevantly vague. I, and honestly, I've never spectated a session, so I I don't actually know if you can actually achieve that. You would think if I if you spectate a session, you wouldn't have access to the setups, but I've actually never tested that out. Any of you guys know how that would? 
I have a feeling that when you go in, if someone puts it in you, shared you it setups, up. you see that menu just like everyone else. And it, they probably wouldn't have thought anything of it if it's a password protected session. And, yeah. and, exactly. and the other game is, and this has happened in the past for sure, um, you can go in a session as a uh, spotter and you get in that session, you, you're a spotter, you can look at the guy's setup. And uh, yeah, I wonder if so you could take screenshots of what's. Uh Yeah, that's. uh... Well, you could just save shared setups. Yeah, you could save it to your setup. That's true. And that seems to be basically what happened is this. This was a session, a practice session by other pro drivers uh, that was intended only for them or their team or whoever they wanted in there. And uh, a few redline drivers, one to three either got in there or got it. One of them got in there and the rest of them used the setups and somehow that was proven. I don't quite know how it was detected that they specifically saved and used the setups. I don't know how that's detected or if it's tracked, maybe there's something could be something I just don't know. That's very obvious, but either way, the, the allegation is it was, it was proven that, that there was some hijinks going on. Yeah. Somehow, some way I always thought like if someone shared a setup before you got into that session, that when you got in that session, it wasn't there for you. Like you had to ask to have it shared again. It's something to test out, I guess. I mean, these are all things we could kind of do experiments and find out. Well, I've never actually shared one myself. Like I know one of you guys must have before. Can you not just share it with the you lobby or do you have all, to actually select every person in? people if you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would assume if it was all that you would just inherit that yeah. kind of right. Uh, obviously they, they were able to get to it. If, if that's the case, that's the allegation. Yeah. And that's what I'm really curious about you. Like, did they, are people saying hacked because like, that's, I got my nephew here and then two rooms over and he thinks everything gets hacked whenever he forgets his password. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. hacked is a really loose term. It's like, did they just use something like a very, was it just like an exploit that's kind of there that everyone's always known about? Like, I want to know, I just want to know how nefarious it was nefarious. It was, and also, I guess at the same time, what did he do when yeah, he got it? I think yeah, you, I mean, just, that's, you that's, just nailed it. Hacked is sounds so extreme and and Mission Impossible like, and I don't think it, I think yeah. you had it right. Exploits the word. Yeah, there was did he, he just, they just figured something out? Yeah, yeah he figured he just, a way to get in. Did he just yeah. entered the session and just toy with them. In it. Yeah, like all these guys are probably friends and stuff. They probably have each other on iRacing and stuff. Like it wouldn't be shocked if you're just like, oh, it says I can join that guy's session. Or even if it's password protected, he might have had, <laughs> oh, I know some old passwords these guys use. Let me try this. Oh, look, it worked. I'm in. Because yeah. said, like you said, that one guy posted, the hacked this session. Yeah. Didn't so, really. So adding on, I mean, basically what I've laid out so far, still skeptical. And, and just based on that alone, wouldn't bring it up on this show. It wouldn't merit that. It would just be Twitter gossip. Uh, I wanted more, but I was my interest was piqued. Uh, it, it seemed interesting, uh, so I kept digging and uh, trying to find information, making posts, uh, doing searches, uh, direct messaging people, trying to learn all I could about whatever whatever this was because it, it was an odd rumor to throw out there. Everybody knows about Team Redline. They got. Uh, Max Verstappen on that team. Uh, I think Max Beneke. Uh, you know, a lot of big people. Uh, one of the biggest sim racing teams out there, and they've been around for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember 
watching them in the early days with Gregor Hutu. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I would consider myself a Team Red Light fan. That's why I'm, I'm taking more of a skeptical angle. On well, this, let me uh, let me get let me get let me. But move. I'll be the jury, and you present. Yeah, let uh, me move through this case here. Let me continue to lay this out because there's more. Yeah, <laughs> just wait. There's more. There's you make you may continue continue, Mister Da. Yes. Do we have some bombshells to drop? I think we do. So I continue doing my due diligence, trying to find out if there's any legitimacy to this before speaking about it here. And uh, I find on their Twitter. Uh, in a in a post, a link to a clip from Twitch by uh, Apex Racing Team driver Jamie Fluke, who drives in the Porsche Esports Cup Series, uh, and he drives for Apex Racing Team. And uh, in this clip, he's on he's on his Twitch stream, just answering questions. Um, and uh, he kind of has an interesting response to it. He's very, he can't get into it. It's a little cryptic. Let's hear what he had to say. Let's roll the tape. Did I have any unexpected guests in practice sessions this week? Oh, excellent question. Um, <laughs> thanks for the follow. Um, yeah, excellent question. Hmm. For those that know, they know. Um, for the rest, it'll come out in time. I'm not going to say anything now, but those that know will know. Paul just said, right now I can't say anymore. I'm not allowed to. So you hear it there. Did you have any unexpected guests in a session? And he doesn't say, oh no. He doesn't He doesn't say yes because he says he can't say yes, basically. Uh, but he basically says yes. That's what you're hearing, right? Every, everybody here agrees. He's saying yeah. yes. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what I get out of that. Yeah. He's saying yes. He's not saying it's red line and red line's not mentioned. Um. Yeah, he kind of talks as though he's been told not to talk about it. Yeah. So you hear that, Brett. So you're skeptical, Bradley. You hear that clip. Where does that move you up the skepticism line? Uh, that I mean, that moves it up pretty good. I mean, yeah, based on the other information that we have, he was allegedly in that session. So he wouldn't have direct knowledge of it. And when he, somebody asks him about it, it's so obviously the words going around in, in the rumor mill and sim racing and all that. And then his response is not like, no, what are you talking about? His response is, for those of you that know, you know, and it might come out in time. So, yeah, it sounds like they're probably trying to, to not talk about it too much. But yet it's also kind of tongue in cheek, like, yeah, this happened. Um, yeah. Why can't he talk about it? Yeah, why I mean, maybe it's part of the, of the Porsche Esports series. Maybe they maybe. don't want it to come out. But also, if those guys are missing in the next race, I mean, there's going to be more questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that'll be 100%. <laughs> That's interesting that you said that because Bradley, if I go on to team Redline's Twitter 14 hours ago, they had shared something or they'd shared a post that was originally from 14 hours ago. So this is less than 14 hours ago. And it was for Max Benica driving in the VCO pro sim series fun cup. And some one of the first comments on him was like, I don't see Patrick Holzman in this race. What happened to him? That's some crap reporting from, uh, from team Redline. So yeah, that was, on, that was on their page. So there's no response. The only response to it is sim racing drama world. As they scroll, <laughs> really? Did they, did they respond to it? They responded to that guy saying, with more or less, with their resharing. Their my man, already my about. man. I didn't even catch that. That's new. That's new reporting by Rob Gugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is wow. Live. So this this, this story here, is so. alive and well. 
So Tyler, I guess my question, or maybe maybe I'm not up and up on the news. Clearly, I'm not been as closely following this as your uh, deep investigation. But what do the other two guys have to do with this? Do we know? I don't know. Um, let me get to that. L- actually, let me get to the next piece of evidence, and then that'll that'll probably shed some light on that. Tyler, what? Tyler, do you yeah. have a wall with strings tied to it, trying to get this thing solved? Possibly. That's what I thought. Possibly. Strings are a little old school. I mean, you can use a whiteboard these days. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that may be of how I that may be how I've spent some some time piecing this together. It's got all, I am all working from everybody a, up. I'm working from a word document piecing this evidence together. Well, carry on. Let I the, will carry let on. the jury of four. Exhibit A, exhibit A. So exhibit A is the audio clip that we just heard. And that comes from a Twitch video where you see, you physically see Jamie Fluke, Apex Racing Team driver, on his Twitch. So it's not a fake. And he's being asked a question by somebody with some kind of knowledge. And he's answering basically yes. Uh, We all know what what he was implying. Uh, He's not naming names, but he is saying that something happened, which is consistent with what uh, this Sim Racing Drama World's Twitter posted and broke. And somebody shared info with them. Somebody, I guess, was upset about this, knew about it, and sent them the info. Uh, so I find out, I get some clarification. I, my next question is, um, this video is, is riveted. This video really gets me interested in it. It gives it some credibility, finally, in my mind. Uh, so the next thing I want to know is the screen grab of the suspensions. Where is this? Where did it come from? Can we find it? Uh, so I, I start trying to search the, the language in that screen grab, trying to find a PDF document or a news release, uh, presumably from iRacing or Porsche Sports Super Cup or somewhere. I can't find it anywhere publicly. Uh, I do some, some uh, contacting and uh, some messaging, and I'll leave it at that. And I find out that uh, this came from a, a document, a post-race briefing document that's sent out uh, regarding the Porsche Sports Super Cup, only to the drivers of it, basically a post-race briefing, like it like it says. Uh, and uh, I wanted to know: is there any other information or screen grabs we can get of that document uh, that sheds any more light on this, or that mentions it? Apparently, there is no more mention uh, or detail, other other than naming the three names and that their uh, conduct violation, basically, uh, and and then the consequences: a ninety-day suspension, multiplayer suspension for my racing. Um, so I don't know where sim racing drama world Twitter's, uh, kind of speculation or claim that they're suspended for the rest of the season, uh, and possibly all of next season, 2022. I don't know if that's just speculation. Uh, I haven't seen anything that gives me evidence of that yet. Yeah. It could so, just be hyperbole. It could, it could be to, speculation yeah. possibly. Yeah, maybe. Um, so that's the alleged, apparently the source of the, of the, that kind of initial screen grab of the suspensions and the names, which is what connects it, at least at, as of then, is what connected this misconduct to Team Redline and those drivers. Um, so then I find uh, a final piece of evidence, and uh, I can I'll actually, I'll put this up on the madsimracing.com slash media uh, show notes. I'll put this image. Um, uh, there is a circulating a screenshot of an iRacing session chat and you know how iRacing shows you who connected, who disconnected the chat, basically the chat screen in session. Um, 
and it's showing uh, drivers connected and it shows somebody else connected. Um, so let me list some of the drivers that are connected in this screen grab. Uh, Alejandro Sanchez, Kevin Ellis Jr., Jeff uh, Giassi or Giassi, however it's said. Uh, he's an Apex racing team driver. Wouldn't you know it? Uh, Jamie Fluke, none other, none other than the individual for Apex racing team that we just heard in that Twitch clip um, is connected. And then there's some just uh, administrative chat of black flag being cleared. Somebody's made an admin. And then uh, somebody else connects. Alexander Thebe of Team Redline connected uh, in this session with all these other Apex Racing Team drivers, including the one whose audio we just heard. Uh, and then Jeff Giassi, or however it's said, of Apex says in the chat, as you can see on the screenshot, yo guys, Thebe hacked this session and Alejandro Sanchez in true internet form says what spelled w-u-t <laughs> and then after that you see alexander theb uh, client has manually disconnected so you don't know exactly how you don't know how long he's in the session you don't know how long he's been in there yeah um, so and th this doesn't is, tell you that but but he's there and he's a team redline driver yeah and you and see this, jamie fluke who we just heard from yeah and putting those two together that 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 says a lot about confirming this, but when I first, before I, I watched that uh, actual live in-person interview or Twitch clip with uh, Fluke, when I saw this, I just thought this, this doesn't look, I mean, yeah, it looks real, I guess, but it just seemed too ridiculous. Like why, why would he try to, to hack into something where it shows everybody he's connected? They know he's not on the team. And then somebody's like, yo guys, he hacked the session and then he disconnects. Like, it seems kind of, kind of silly like it I, I don't understand if this is legitimate what they thought they would have achieved and how it wouldn't have gone unnoticed that's why it almost looked it almost looks silly like maybe and, and fluke didn't actually give a response like like it was a serious matter he almost was like amused by it so i mean i part of me wonders if there's cryptic like it was a bad thing yeah I mean, I, I'm I'm more on the side of believing this now, based on all of these things together, and the sources of all these things are are different sources. They're independent sources. One thing that makes me curious, though, is most of those guys you mentioned aren't on true. the same team that. as I it is. Some of them up, and some of those names, I forget which ones. Like Kevin Ellis Jr. I'm pretty yeah. sure with RL Esports. Alejandro Sanchez, I'm pretty sure it was MSI Esports. And yeah, then you guys said Apex Racing were a Team couple with Fluke. So yeah. but they're all but they could just be smaller teams, right? Like they could they could be practicing together and stuff just so that they're all competitive and they're they can stay in the field. Like they could be friends and stuff. Like Redline's got way more resources probably. So you never know. It could just be a thing where it could just make it look that much worse if it's real, if the best team around is going around and taking stuff off smaller teams. Yeah, it so sure looks to piece like it this screen grab, grab gives us an insight. It sure looks like a few of the quote unquote little guys or maybe smaller teams than Redline uh, are practicing together and uh, Redline's not invited to the show, but yet they invited themselves. That's what it appears like from this screen grab. Uh, that's what we're studying. Uh, we, Like I said, we can't tell how long he's in there, but Bradley, to go back to what you were saying, I mean, here it is. It's in a screenshot, his name. It's not subtle. Yeah, there's. Did they just, think? Did they think that it wasn't going to show their names? 
But the, and there's no way to to not to hide that if you join a session. So that's the that's the thing that I don't under, quite understand. I mean, unless it's just, I mean, unless they just weren't thinking about it at all. I I feel like we're missing some sort of context to this to this image. Like, was this? I mean, people type things into the to the chat quite a bit, and if it's people they know, they're being goofy. We're we're like that all the time here at Madison Racing, uh, busting each other's chops, saying a bunch of. Uh, different things where if you were on the outside looking in, you wouldn't, you maybe wouldn't understand it. So, I mean, in the back of my mind, like I said, I lean more on the side of belief of believing everything, but I also do feel like there's at least in this one clip of the chat, I feel like in, in some ways it lacks a little bit of context of what, I, I don't know. It just, it seems, this seems almost too ridiculous to be real. Well, it's like, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Did they know that their name, did they think their name wouldn't be, his name wouldn't be They seen? had to have. There's, there's no mechanism, I think, and I, that I know of in iRacing to hide yourself from showing that you've connected yeah. to any type of session, private, yeah. hosted, official session. It's all the same, same yeah. uh, system. Like if this was a bank robbery, it's as if the robber got the money and sat there and took his mask off and counted the money in the bank. Well, that's and the other thing. What if, you're, we, you're caught you're busted it's, it's based on speculation or i don't know where the confirmation actually has come from and what you've shown that they actually stole a setup maybe he just broke yeah. into the session that is the that is that is the which is the whole question. i mean well, let's be honest if that's what he did there is a, a major difference on the spectrum of whether they stole something from another team and whether they just broke into a session through sheer luck that's a different type of event in my opinion yeah at- and on the like the thing of saying like how would they not know they're going to be noticed and like Tyler you said the whole bank robbery thing well, there was that movie where they instead of taking the mask off they just put a mask on everybody that was in the bank and then maybe so maybe they just thought that you would just be because sometimes those things are polluted with stuff people chatting and disconnections black flags maybe he just no thought he luck. could jump in and. No, would it just be it just be a single line in a bunch of entries Couldn't and it would themselves. just blend in. That's <laughs> like the bank robber walking out with all yeah. the people he had hostage. Um, with the same that's the unanswered on. question. So that's the end of the evidence that I gathered as of yet. Um, and I've got some outstanding messages and inquiries that maybe I'll get some some breaking news from in the in the coming days. I'll just say that. Um, but uh, have we reached out to uh, Team Redline? No, uh, no, I'm not not going to go there just yet. Um. Rob, uh, you just threw out. You just found an interesting fact that adds a little bit to it, though. That that Twitter thing that you where you just looked that up. That's interesting. I mean, time's going to tell. Obviously, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of yeah. There's like I said, there's all of these things sourced from different places. I mean, either either this is true, or as some comments came up on Reddit, it's just one giant perpetuated rumor that seems to have been flowing on Discord. That's where this this screenshot. uh, of the uh, iRacing chat came from. It's, it's been flowing around iRacing and Sim Racing team discords. So well, there's, either, no either the, there, there's no doubt yeah. that he joined a session that with these other teams. That that's that's on picture evidence uh, with this screenshot. This is not a doctored screenshot, right? Yeah, my my thought on why you're not here in much right now is the that series runs back to back weekends and then takes a two week break, and that's kind of the alternation throughout the season. So they're on a two week break right now before they come back. I think it's on the thirteenth, so they still got eight days. 
So whether it's going to be, maybe it could just be the people who are, like I said, Jamie Fluke or whoever else is in that session. They could just be being quiet because they know either Redline or iRacing or whoever runs the PEC S or whatever is the Porsche Sports Cup that there's going to be a statement at some point and that they don't have to say anything. They just have to let the, yeah. the motion stay, stay quiet play and out. wait for the official word. Yeah. So in other words, we'll be tuning in eagerly if we don't exactly. get a confirmation don't or, or any kind of open statement from iRacing or any of the other organizations tune into that broadcast because they'll certainly have to address yeah. three missing drivers. Well, in the, in the premier series, we're going to continue to do our own reporting. The, the unanswered questions for me uh, how do we know that they stole a setup? Did they just steal a setup? Is it proven in some fashion that they definitely stole one and tried to use it in the race that, w- that the setup was intended for? Because that's significant. And then, yeah. Yeah. That and then right you there. throw in that, uh, um, I believe Redline or, or one of these guys has some kind of, somebody has a connection to a setup service. And uh, that's pretty significant because if somebody's stealing a setup that other people or other big teams or or aspiring big teams are making, and then they're selling it to a very well-known setup service or as a very well-known setup service, that's fraud. I'm not making an allegation. I don't have evidence. Uh But if that is true, and if there is a risk of that, I mean, that's, that's fraud. Yeah, that's a bold. I don't don't want to. Interesting. but yeah, we're not saying it. It's a big leap, so yeah, but we're not saying that. If, but if that there were to be evidence of it, that's obtaining payment for a service that you're broadcasting yourself as as doing, and you're not doing it. Somebody else is doing it. Yeah, like if you get caught up in this kind of thing, like if this were any part of this is real, the fact that they have all these different elements to team, like say selling setups to other people, yeah, it's going to have to be asked. So right. it's not like anyone wants to, but it's like if that's yeah. the case, setup set sales are legit. I think every be. one of us here, and certainly many of us on on Madsen Racing, uh, we all subscribe legitimately to to setup services. I subscribe to the Majors Garage. Uh, yep. We pay for our, you know, when we subscribe to these, we don't have one guy, uh, you know, subscribe to to things and then share the setups. We all pretty much pay for our setups. Uh, so that's a lot of income. There's a lot of money flowing through these setup services. That's a conversation unto itself for another episode. But uh, you, well, when people say like this, why would this be a big deal? It just seems like a simple. Like, is it just a silly someone stealing someone's settings in a game? It's like no. Like, there's legitimate yeah. financial and, and that, business I aspects. I want to ask a pose a question to you three, and us all discuss it. Discuss it. Uh, but first, let me close out uh, the Sim Racing Drama World Twitter. Uh, we mentioned Max Verstappen is on Redline, and uh, they put an update up after they broke this uh, on March 1st, saying, uh, update, we have received word that Max Verstappen did not break into any sessions. However, we do not know if he used a stolen setup or not. Uh, we have been given a lead on which Redline driver did hack into the sessions, but do not have solid evidence for it yet. More to come. So that was kind of an earlier off-track update. Um, and then of course on March 2nd, they shared the Jamie fluke clip uh, that we played. And from there, they, there's more discussion. Um, so they don't know about Max Verstappen. They don't know about setup. So I don't know if that's unknown. I don't know if they're being suspended because it's possible they could have stolen a setup, but there's no confirmation that they did. Uh, in which case that lends possibility to Bradley's, but we were, they were just joshing around basically defense 
Um, yeah. But let me pose this question to you three, uh, because uh, as, in the course of trying to seek information, we put up a Reddit post, and uh, there was there was some criticism of the some uh, sim drama world Twitter as being as previously described the National Enquirer of sim racing. Um, basically, that uh, it seems true. Not they're not the person was critical saying I don't think it's not true. Uh, but why should we all basically why should we all care? iRacing's taking care of it. Let's not devolve into gossip and and tabloidism, basically. So let me pose the question as devil's advocate, as being self-critical. Sh- are we are we doing the wrong thing by devoting a lot of time to talking about this? Should we just leave it be and let iRacing handle it? Is there is this significant? Is there a story here? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a story. I, I've told I a tale. Yeah, we've, 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 we've told twisted one. a narrative. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's, yeah, and it, I think that ultimately I think it matters. And there's going to be some people who are going to want to hear about it. And ultimately, if you don't want to, then you're not going to. So I, I don't think there's, I, I think it's no harm, no foul myself, because ultimately, if something came out and this was all a big oh, misunderstanding. I would, absolutely. I'd say yeah. I my words can, next I'm week. laying out the evidence and you can see our line of thinking. And I think anybody that gives it a listen uh, is going to agree with us that it, it became credible uh, looking at all of this. Yeah. I, you cannot say it's not, I mean, based on the audio that I heard from that, that Twitch clip that makes it credible by itself. Um so I mean, I, we'll, we'll know when those three either show up or don't show up to a race. Goodness. Um, <laughs> um, so we'll know whether the, when they show up or don't show up, what what the truth is. If the three of them don't show up to the to the Porsche Esports race, then we know it's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's if you're doing a podcast about iRacing, yeah, you, of course you would need to mention if something like this comes out. You do your due, due diligence to try to figure out whether it's true. And if the if it leans towards yeah, it looks like it might be true. You can speculate all you want. There's going to be a lot of people in the community that that may not like that kind of thing. Um, I mean, yeah, it's I guess you could call it gossip, but it's uh, I mean, it falls into the category of news too. So I yeah, mean, it it's, it's kind of fair game. It falls into the category of like eleven o'clock news, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and listen, all these people, these drivers and stuff, we all look up to. A lot of us do anyway, mm-hmm. and we, you know, as a society, love to build people up, and then we love to tear them down. And, then, and, then, <laughs> and a lot of this is just like, "Ooh, yeah, we got them. They did this, right?" You know? So, I mean, so are we going to cancel Team Redline? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to give them the. I mean, if this is true, if it was a coordinated event by, if not the whole team, then by a, ch- a chunk of the team, and if they knowingly. You know, drivers knowingly took a setup, and there's proof of that. Uh, are you going to res- give them their due respect? I mean, Next I'm time you see them on a, if you happen to be on the split, look at them differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah I look at them different. I'm, I'm like I said, I've been a Team Redline fan just because they're they're the only team I honestly recognize in the Premier Series from the old days when I sat and watched at my computer all of the uh, World Championship events when they were doing the uh, Indy cars, the only open wheel proper car they had. With Gregor Hutu and some of those people, so I'm I'm still a fan of Team Redline. I say that if by some chance they ever listen to this and think we're kind of th- throwing shade on them, I mean I'm still a fan of that team. I would say primarily in the Porsche Esports series. If I see a Team Redline driver, 
that's usually the driver I'm going to be pushing for. But, uh, I mean, maybe these three, if it's true, and there was... Obviously, if they they got the one person, if this is true, entering the session, honestly, what I really want to know is where the other two come into it. Was there, let's say, some kind of conspiracy <laughs> between these three? And what was it? You know, if that's the case, then Team Redline needs to step up and dismiss these drivers. They don't need they don't need it. to worry about uh, suspension. Just dismiss them and replace them. Yeah, fill if their it, seats. If it's these three guys that that were named uh, that that did this. Uh, together then it doesn't reflect on team redline if they get rid of them it reflects on the guys and team team redline has as much integrity as it ever did if the broader team and organization didn't know about it Uh, i agree with that and i guess that's not how how the esports series work now that i now that i think of it i think they would just you would fill it with drivers individual drivers that meet the criteria not necessarily the team would pick a replacement but Still, I mean, I, if they if they really have suspended them, which that's the one unconfirmed part of all of this from anything other than just the, the Twitter post, if they've been suspended for the next full season plus 2022, I mean, they just need to fill those spots with uh, pro-rated drivers or feeder series drivers. Not leave it open, you would hope. Yeah, it's something went on, something... If it didn't happen, it, it sure looks like it happened. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just we'll let it play out. We got some time here. We got about a week next, before the next event. It'll so help the ratings. We'll see what happens that. before then. Uh, you think I won't be tuning into the Porsche yeah. Sports Cup? I mean, <laughs> it helps the ratings. I, yeah, I watch I every know what's time. What's going on? So definitely this time. Give me a little drama, hey. So that's that's our. Uh, that's that's sixty minutes into the apex uh, crack reporting. Um, put a lot of time into it because <laughs> if if I hadn't found any more information beyond uh, that initial tweet, I wouldn't have even mentioned it on this show. We're not going to bring you um, just shaky nonsense on here. But well, that's we're, right. We're, that's we're right. Yeah, yeah. All the president's team here. We gotcha. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, but it, it, the way it all came together, I, I just couldn't couldn't get it off my mind and i think it's worth worth thinking about and i think it's interesting yeah i agree it's worth it's worth having a uh, a deep dive into yeah see see what is in there stay I mean, stay tuned for next week's episode like i said i have some uh some, got some alert lures into i've the, got uh, some lures out to some significant people in significant places and uh that may be on or off the record uh, but it may give us some more information quicker than other channels we'll get it out uh, we're trying. We're doing the best we can to make sense of this and give it its fair due diligence, um, and find out what what happened. Uh, apparently, iRacing. These are the these are some of the claims from the that tw- uh, Twitter. iRacing fixed or patched the exploit. I don't know what that would be specifically. What they would have done. Um, uh, but apparently they identified it and fixed it uh, to, to suspend drivers for 90 days each. Uh, you've, you've discovered something uh, in some fashion and, and maybe only iRacing knows exactly the mechanism of that right now. Uh, we can only speculate. Yeah. They're not going to post that out there. What it was. No, they won't do that. Yeah. So what's the moral of the story? Uh, if you cheat, don't get caught. <laughs>
<laughs> Why was I thinking that and knowing you would say it? <laughs> uh, that's motorsport. Yeah. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I guess. Yeah, it's like a great area. Yeah. So. Yeah. If if it, if it's all confirmed, uh, unfortunately, Team Redline will become the Houston Astros of sim racing. <laughs> Everywhere as they go, they'll try to race right. people. Yeah. They will be. Y'all trying to get in our session? You team Redline? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest in a good sense of humor. Um, in our lovely uh, service that we used to record this podcast, we get to create our own names when we enter the session. Our weekly tradition is to make it somewhat comical. So as I entered this uh, podcasting session, I used the t- screen name, not Team Redline. <laughs> My, so there's uh, going to be a lot of that. If it goes through the broader the broader audience, I can I can foresee hearing some open discussion about this in uh, official sessions when you enter them. Uh, There'll be maybe people. So. About it, I just so. I, the thing that got me was if you look out, there's not a lot of talk or chatter about this anywhere that I can find publicly. Maybe on discords that we don't have access to, but this is not a not a broadly discussed or known thing, as far as I can tell. It's just not it's not on Twitter. Uh, that I can find other than this particular Twitter channel. Um, it's not on Reddit other than the post asking for any other knowledge uh, that we put up. Uh, it's just not, not out there widely. If it get, if a press release goes out at some point is the broader road or general iRacing community, do they care? That goes back to the question of, is it worth talking about or bringing up or covering? Uh, I think it is. My opinion is it is. Um, it it like like Bruce said, you look up to these you look up to these guys. You get nervous and excited. You see some of these big names in a session, and um, and they have sponsors that probably pay quite a bit, and uh, there are stakes involved. You either you perform on your own merits, right? You don't perform with especially a smaller team uh, and their setup. If it's a little faster than yours, or you're getting beat by them, uh, you don't you don't do a spy gate on them you know so i think it is worth covering yeah I and mean, these guys are like revered yeah. for how well they race <laughs> by the sim racing community like you know how like heartbroken i'd be if i found a <laughs> well, david Contreras we was a cheater? his victory at bath oh no it's unconfirmed <laughs> yeah. when, when we find out that that david Contreras finished his stint and logged in as bruce perry and drove his bruce's stint <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be connecting all the dots. <laughs> uh, this is Sim Racing Wolf Blitzer in the Situation Room. We're gonna be outing everybody, and any kind of minor sim racing crime is gonna oh, just be, be a lot of mudslinging. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. <laughs> oh man. Um, but that's it. That's that's the uh, the cheating scandal of the week, and you don't hear it. You don't see it or hear it a lot in iRacing, at least from my experience. Uh, it's it's always for us been a joke. Oh, look at that lap by Bruce. He must have the cheat codes. You know, that's that's the thing. Uh, but I've never known anybody to have quote unquote cheat codes. Yeah, iRacing has done a pretty good job of yeah, you know, preventing that stuff from happening. Oh yeah, as far as I know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Maybe breaking news in, in an episode from now. Cheat codes exposed. Red Bull. Ra- I won't say that. They'll sue the hell out of us. Uh, <laughs> Red Bull are good people. 
Sebastian Job has has messaged us a couple of times. He's lovely. So no, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna take a little Good. break here. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna let you know who our supporters and sponsors are. We'll take a break, and then the last portion of the show, we're gonna welcome Patrick Stein in and talk about the Into the Apex teams. Bathurst experience. Uh, you don't want to miss this. We'll be right back on Into the Apex. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence-inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe confidence in self meaning they want their styles and fitness to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up whether it be to work or any event knowing you look awesome roscoe wheels offer offers free shipping within canada and flat rate shipping in the usa find your new look today at roscoewheels.com this episode of Into the Apex podcast is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at www.greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs online at badweatherbrewery.com. And we're back on Into the Apex, and Patrick Stein is joining us. Uh, he was with us last week, and we were doing a little ragging because uh, we recruited him live during Into the Apex, uh, Rob and I, to drive with us for the Into the Apex BMW GT3 at Bathurst. And uh, putting a little pressure, uh, Patrick, you were feeling some pressure going into this race. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what was, uh, I don't know why I got myself all worked up. You were stressed. Yeah, I uh, I think a couple gray hairs were starting to pop up on my 30-year-old head. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, you and I, uh, I started this race, and uh, you and I got a couple of, you got a couple of stints in. I got one, and our teammate Frazier got one in, and he was much faster than both of us. And, uh, yeah, so my race started with, uh, some incidents a little there's a little pile up going up the hill in the pitch dark uh, it was much darker than i expected it to be because i failed to practice adequately i think i said last week i don't think i'm ready and bruce i think you said i don't think so either and <laughs> bruce you were correct <laughs> i was not ready uh now i made some contact uh going up the hill in a pile up and i think it, i was i think to be fair to myself uh, there wasn't enough time for really anybody to react. It was going to happen to anybody. I made a little front end contact, um, moved on from that. And then I think going down the hill, I had another incident at some point in the first couple laps. 
And sure enough, 20 minutes of required repair, a little bit of left front wheel damage, wheel damage. And um, that got us off to a bad start. Yeah, and, that was uh, the the third. The, well, the 20 minutes was from the, the wheel damage to like that turn going up the mountain after the first straightaway. But just that first lap, like you got dinged up just from other cars a lot too. Like a lot of things that you didn't really have a whole lot of control over. So, you know, that's just that's, the way it was going to be. That's right. That was near the end of my stint. So I had actually settled in and had some safe laps. And I think with like, what was it? Three laps to go in my stint, which was the first stint of the whole race. I uh, I just lost it going up the hill, that, that left to right sweep going uphill. And uh kind of felt like i was doing exactly what i was doing every other time but i just didn't have grip or whatever i pushed it maybe a little too much and i went full speed uh left side front into that that wall and yeah 20 20 minutes of required repair uh and then rob you got in you had a great stint your first stint yeah it was clean zero x i was like i said my times were consistent like i felt good and then when I got out, I remember Frazier got in and we were discussing who was going to go next and you were eating. And like, I was still all fired up. And I was like, I'm going to get the fuck back in there. It's like, I got this. Right. And I would just <laughs> got way too amped up. Didn't consider how the car was going to feel in the difference, just like the time of day and like having more fuel again and the fresh tires. And on my outlap coming down the hill, I clipped the grass and into the wall. I went and another 22 minutes of repair and. Murder she wrote. Yeah, and then Patrick, you got it. You got in the car, Patrick, right? Nope. Oh shit. Nope. Because <laughs> I was out running errands at the beginning of the race, and you were sending me updates periodically, and I was looking at them, and I wasn't able to respond to respond all to all of them. But I was looking at them, and I'm like, okay, so all right. And, and I finally got home and I, I was getting my stuff all set up. And then I get, I log on and everything. And it's like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> I didn't even get to log into the goddamn session. <laughs> Patrick, what'd you think about your Bathurst experience? Um, I mean, yeah, it's so you had a clean race. Better luck next year. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> There will so, there will not be a next year for Bathurst. I will make I, sure of it. I might be with you on that, Rob. Are you gonna? Would you try it again I, next year? I am. I'm thinking about it already. I can't wait for it. Oh, you're that, that track is completely doable. It's just you can't yeah, push it too much. You got it's all about flow. And yeah, see, says the winner of the race. Yeah, you weren't singing that tune last week. <laughs> yeah, I was stressed oh, yeah. out, but it's just you know. Once I got in there, like I said, I know what happened to me that caused me my mistake. I know exactly what I did wrong at that part. Like I would not do it again. <laughs> so I'm I'm confident that I could sure? go out there and turn clean laps again. And like I said, you're maybe gonna get taken out by someone else. It is an absolute shit show regardless, yeah. but I'm definitely gonna race it again. Yeah, probably this time next year I'll have amnesia and forget. Yeah, you're it. you're you're gonna be ready. You're all not right now. Right now I'm not gonna do it again but i'll probably do it again y'all are nuts hopefully by then you have a little more practice a few more laps on here hopefully so hopefully i learn from this year and and don't humiliate myself because uh, rob and i we uh we let patrick down didn't we we let we let you down patrick you know what no, I don't we worry i'll agree that we're us three are gonna do it next year yeah <laughs> we, we, we certainly can't rope anybody else into it we don't have the credibility there we go 
Yeah, Patrick, Patrick you're going to work a lot harder. <laughs> to not let you down. Yes. We uh, we care quite a bit about your ability to drive. We were devastated that we decided to retire. Um, poor Fraser. Fraser Steele was our teammate out of the UK, and he was so much faster than us. It was our first race with him, and uh, we really let him down, let's face it. Uh, Patrick probably was relieved. I think we even mentioned that hypothetically last week, that Patrick will be relieved if we've bend it uh, by the time it was his turn. And uh, sure enough, a total of 40 minutes as we were, our spirits just, we weren't in it. Right, Rob, we were, we kind of all consented to retire because I think our spirit was basically broken two plus hours into this thing. Yeah. It's, I, we didn't really know what, like we kind of felt even after the first one, like this engine could technically go at any time. Yeah. And after another one, and mine was a little harder, I feel, to that area, like yours was really more on the side. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I would hate to keep us all in it for even longer, ultimately, just to blow the engine or something. So he seemed pretty, pretty good about it. Yeah, we, so. we saw that happen to us at Lamar, where we had a, we were a bit off the pace after some impacts and then uh, a random, just a random time cruising along, the engine blows and that's 30 minutes in the garage and uh, it's hard to get into uh, that. I've mentioned it before that adjust mode in endurance racing to where, Oh, we got, we had 20 minutes required repair. Okay. Let's not give up. Let's adjust. Uh, now we're competing instead of P 15 up. We're competing for P 30 and let's see where our range is. What can we overtake? Yeah. And if we stay clean for another three hours, can we get up into the top 20 again? And, and you, you keep it interesting and you keep it fun for yourself. But when in the back of your mind, everybody's like, at any minute, we could just have to go in the garage for 30 minutes uh, and still drive a clean race. It's like, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's just like I said, it's at that point, it's kind of like trying to have a consideration for, like I said, everyone's time too, right? Like, yeah. I want anyone yeah. to stay committed for something that ultimately isn't going to work out. Yeah. It, so. it sure didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. I think next year. I mean, in light of what happened this year, you let uh, Patrick start the car. So he- Patrick, Patrick, you're starting next year. Yeah. No, I did start. I want start. You, you heard you the won't, man. You won't or you want to? Run. I want it. Okay, you can have it. I, I'm not going to volunteer it anymore. I'm not. Okay. I, I won't. You won't catch me. I'm going to find something to do next year during Bathurst. You're already signed up. No, you're signed up, Bob. Yeah. We're doing that. Oh, fuck we got that you, shit. We, we got you on the sign-up list. Yeah. Oh. We'll get Bradley. Yep. Oh we yeah, packed, <laughs> packed yeah. into it. I'll see how that goes. Cream yeah, of the crop, that's solid. That's into the the you know, the ITA is back for that's right. Team ITA back for the attack. I think we'll have another chance to succeed at Nurburgring. You think Nurb- we'll have a similar story at Nurburgring? I hope not. I don't I think, think so. It. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I, I'm more optimistic for Nurburgring because I think we are going to go in into it with more. Uh, we're going to put more emphasis on practicing maybe, or hopefully. Yeah, I hope you're right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the, the team lineups are. I mean, I know I signed up for the BMW GT three, uh, but that's where I'm at. Uh, Rob, what, what car are you doing, Rob? I wanted to be the BMW GT three. Uh, Bruce to be determined. Oh, <laughs> well, at, we least three of us here, at least three of us here are likely to be teammates. There we go. I have a team. We don't have a car yet. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I just know Tyler and Bradley will be there overnight <laughs> if I have to stay up. Like, that I, is true. Like, we oh. have like the 24 hour races. It's kind of nice to know who you're you're going to be with for the whole day. Yeah. 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 I think I foresee you with us, Rob, because we'll probably be just like Daytona and just like this race. We'll probably be into the Apex Endurance again. Yeah. Uh, in our little BMW GT that failed at Bathurst. So we may do our exploits again. Nurburgring is a much easier track. I think I'll agree with you once I run it more than five times. And by that, I mean like maybe five laps. Five full laps without crashing. Yeah. I drove it, uh, just Zero for and giggles, I drove it into the Delora IRO1. That's actually a good time. You didn't, you didn't do the full Monty. I did, I did a lap. You didn't oh. do the full. Yeah. Did you do the 24 hour course? Yes. Oh. Bullshit. In the Delora 01. There's no fucking way. Full, full lap. Well, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. It's coming no, out I of your ears no. again, just like last week. <laughs> now, maybe I didn't go full speed the whole sector. I was cautious because I still don't know the track. I don't know every little bit of it. Uh, I got a lot of work to do. Uh, and I think we're already going to be starting that. But I, uh, I swear you're talking about the... You're talking about the Grand Prix course. And no, thought- we did Grand Prix Streck. Yes. I did that. Yeah. I did. I did the Neutschleife. I, I don't know how in the hell you can do that in a Delara IR1. Give it a try. Give it a try. It's fun. Probably Especially on that. Downforce of four. Yeah. Yes. Downforce of four, maybe five if necessary, but give it a try because it's really fun on that long country stretch before you get back to the Grand Prix section. The very end of the Nordschleife part or whatever. That long straightaway? Yeah, through the countryside. It's beautiful. Do it at sunset. Do it at night. You see all the lights on, the houses and stuff. Oh, it's beautiful. I can't wait. That's the one thing I'm nervous about. The night? Houses? Well, driving at night there. Houses? No. (laughs) No. Driving at night? A ring? Yeah, I've never never done that. What do you think about night driving generally? Hmm. The hell was that? It gave you a raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody just hit a drill button? I don't, that? I don't know. Just chair. Um, yeah. uh. I I think the most night driving I've done is like actual night driving is Road Atlanta. Oh, I was thought you were about to say at home, like going. To yeah, work I was gonna say to the liquor store. Yeah. No, I make sure I do that during the daytime. <laughs> as I as I pour myself a little Irish whiskey here on into the apex. Well, you know, we got seven weeks till the Nurburgring, so plenty of time. Oh yeah, we do. I probably should pull a lap or two. Yeah, me too. I I own it. <laughs> I haven't turned a single lap. Like I don't know it at Have all. Have you ever turned a lap? Not in this game. Not what, and so like what did you wait, not, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. back up back what, up what did you not call what? it sorry what what not did you what? say what what did you say what I think someone's calling me I'm gonna be right back <laughs> did you say <laughs> the G word no in reference to I racing no I said not in this damn I don't know that's hard simulation <laughs> yeah not in this sim. <laughs> Stop no. it. Uh, 
but yeah, like I, I used to race. I remember back in the day, like racing on like, I don't know. I was on my original Xbox or something. I had yeah. this racing game. I used to play over and over. I used to race that track all the time, but like, I can't remember it that well now. I'll give you a head start. You know, the layout, right? From that. I, the well, physics, yeah, the physics maybe, no, the layout, maybe. Maybe a layout, little bit. Riding a bike. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, we had there. a couple guys sign up on our, our team does a spreadsheet for signups for uh, endurance races. We had a couple guys sign up to actually drive a bicycle at Nurburgring. That shows a little lack of confidence, I feel. I think I saw one for rollerblades, too. Rollerblades, I saw. It's like, come on, guys, be confident. Put Lamborghini if you're going to wreck. <laughs> <laughs> wreck something. They could oh. drive a Mazda there, I think. I think the Mazda's in the 24. So it's more. See, I've not done any. I've not done much. Well, correction. I don't never know if done, it is this year. Oh, it's not? Is it? I've I never done a competitive is, race at Nürburgring. I've only done laps by myself and maybe like four or five. That's where I'm at with it. Um, so I don't know. what A GT3 with GT4s and Mazdas, is that what we're looking at? We are. I'm going to pull it up right now. I know GT3, it's three, we got three. Porsche Cup. I think Porsche Cup's in there. Yeah. Porsche Cup. No, four. It, and it's... The TCR? How many classes uh, yeah, are there it, in this thing? It said that before, though, but I just pulled up the page right now on iRacing.com, and it says to be announced for cars competing. Because oh, it's getting the most a recent late. picture where it had the TCR, it had the Z4 BMW on the on it. So oh, the old one. They have to sort that out. Yeah, it wasn't updated. Uh, Maybe they'll announce it the week of the race. Yeah, awesome. And it, I mean, and it balance of power like the night before. Yeah, it's not it's not like we want to practice right now with the car that we think we'll drive. So we're assuming it's a good bet that the new BMW GT3 prototype is there, right? Yeah. Well, okay, you know good. what they say about think. assuming. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go for it and uh we'll do it live if it's not a GT3 BMW. I'm not gonna do a, a GT4, I'll tell you that. Hell no. Hell no. I uh Patrick, you and I uh, double teamed a GT4 at Monza combined oh. at MTech. And uh, GT4s are, I l- Bradley says it the best good in small doses, 30 minutes at a time uh, in the Michelin Pilot series. But those GT4s are a handful. Uh, I'm going to step that up one more. I'm going to say more like 12 minutes at a time. 12 in the BMW 12. So you're looking at the BMW uh, 12.0 challenge. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, I've done that a couple times too. Sometimes I'm not even feeling 30 minutes of the GT4. Yeah. I think it looks pretty, but it drives like uh, a brick. Yeah, it's like a big boat. I hate it. Yeah. I can't figure out how to get to gear down fast enough ever without nope. yep. locking up the brakes. It's just, it's a hard car to figure out. Yeah. We won't be GT three. It is for the, uh, Nürburgring. Yeah. And especially after doing all those races in M tech and the GT four yeah, against LMP twos and GTEs. Yeah. That's yeah, not a good time. No, that car is not <laughs> meant to be on the same track as those cars. I just can't picture the Mazdas on track in multi-class at, at a track. Those are fun times. They they're were fun at, they're fun at Lime Rock, and that's about it for me. I know in the Nurburgring races last year, I believe you could run the Mazdas. I wouldn't. Do, I mean, again, it's just like the GT4. I would. I wouldn't want to do that for twenty-four hours. 
I'd get tired of looking at that car. Yeah, some people race that car pretty much exclusively. Interesting. So, yeah, especially because they have the C-Class variant for it in the races, right? So, yeah, it's it's one of them, I think probably one of the more popular race or series. Well, speaking of cars and, and popular, um, me and Patrick last Saturday night kind of we're, we got onto an open-wheel Indy Pro 2000 binge, didn't we? Yeah, yes, we did. And we, uh, we, oh yeah, we went on a bender. All right. A bender. Yeah. We, a, a whiskey fueled Saturday night, like 1am, uh, doing a couple spa Indy pro 2000 races. And then, uh, geez, before we knew it, uh, as of now, there's a, uh, Indy pro series in the world, uh, developed and scheduled and ready to start in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and it's uh, not your run of the mill, normal series. No, I'll tell you that. We spent uh, we spent hours late into the night trying all these random tracks. Kansas Road is on there. Iowa Road right after Iowa Oval. Uh, Indy Road leading to Lucas Park, almost like a North American tour. Um, what did we put on there? Maybe uh, did we put Texas Road on there or no? No, we didn't. I'm pulling up the here. Yeah. Here we is tried it Miami. Here's the schedule as of right now. Um, first race Indianapolis Road. Uh, second one is at Lucas Oil Raceway, so the IRP. Uh, third race is at Iowa Road Course at Sunset. That'll be fun. Next week will be Iowa Oval. Yeah. Next, after that, we go to Homestead for the Road Course A. That's going to be fun. Yes. They have two road courses there, so we're doing Road Course A. And then the next race, we're going to Martinsville. <laughs> I, I kid you Under not. Under the lights, I believe. We are doing a night race at Martinsville. Yeah. After that, we go to Kansas Speedway Road Course for a sunset race. And then we go to Road Atlanta. Then after that, we go to the Charlotte Roval for an, a nice sunset race because Tyler loves his sunset. I love sunsets. They're beautiful. And then... After that, we had to go to Richmond Raceway for a sunset race as well. And our finale will be, (laughs) this is the kicker, North Wilkesboro. (laughs) The the, uh, the Beeman family hometown, North Wilkesboro. No no better place. You ever picture seeing uh, some form of open wheel car at North Wilkesboro? Well, (laughs) well. I think we found, right? We found, uh, we tested at Indianapolis and some of the speedways and it's almost boring and dangerous that you could go full throttle. So you almost have to go to those little short tracks for it to be interesting. in those Indy pro 2000s at an oval that at least was our, like Iowa is going to be tricky. Iowa. I think you'll have to lift at some point, uh, but it's still a very fast one. We tried Indianapolis and Indianapolis. It's like, you could bump draft. Kind of. I was so excited whenever you guys said you were driving the Indy 2000 because I bought it and the whatever the other one is, the USMF 2000 or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, the USF. Yeah, USF 2000. I have both of those and I love driving. I bought it and I bought it when it came out because I think I've said in this podcast early days that I used to be in like 2010 a, a pro Mazda, just all pro Mazda. Loved it. I wanted to, I was obsessed with F1 and open wheel at that time. I just discovered it after being a NASCAR fan and anything open wheel and I racing, I was a hundred percent in. I'd spent all my sim racing time 
with NASCAR 2003, kind of stuck with limited options. And iRacing comes along. I've got these open wheel options. Pro Mazda was the shit. And uh, I was all in. Um, and But then I went on the hiatus and I come back into it. And Pro Mazda, I guess, wasn't as big. And, but then this came out and, and, it, and Pro Mazda became Legacy. I bought the Indy Pro. And then I didn't use it. I think I tried it one time at Watkins Glen and I never did it again until last weekend. Me and Patrick got on there and had a blast. The splits aren't very big. We got in the same split. We had we Patrick won Saturday night, and I won one on Sunday. Uh, what what a good time! My first official road win on iRacing. I can yeah. mark that off the board. That's right. I remember that feeling in the Pro Mazda at Road America over ten years ago. I still remember. I still remember the last lap. My leg was shaking. I was so Who let the dogs out? I heard a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that's that's Rob. I know. I I just I wanted to say who let the dogs out. <laughs> but yeah, Patrick won last weekend, and I got a win last weekend, and I got a win last weekend. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, that's to be expected. You're on the team of aliens, so yeah. <laughs> well, you did notice too, Patrick. They kept me to like one stint, right? So I know that's, I was watching that's unique. It. That's unique uh, for Bruce. I, I did I did my job by staying out of the car. But you did your job by being a crew chief. <laughs> yeah, especially Jim when Jim screws up. Jim, Jim screwed up. Yeah, badly. <laughs> Damn Jim. Well, uh, anyone that wants to race an Indy Pro 2000 every other Sunday night, go to MadSimRacing.com series racing. That's the only plug we'll do, but. I wanted to bring that up because uh, that's kind of a, a cool thing. We kind of got back into it, and uh, I was a blast. In fact, I'm, I'm ready to do some Road Atlanta uh, this week. But um, then we have one more thing that, we're, that, that we do want to plug, uh, Patrick, and that's the Stand Up to Cancer 500. That's a special event we're doing uh, to raise money for Stand Up to Cancer. Uh, we've, uh, particularly at Mad Sim Racing, uh, we've had uh, a couple team members have – uh, just a really personal battle with it, uh, whether with themselves or family members. And uh, that kind of inspired us to organize a charity event. And we picked, uh, we picked an oval car and an oval track and we picked iRacing super speedway, five, uh, 100% race, uh, a couple fast repairs. It's all in good fun. It's kind of a crazy place, but we got that coming up in April. Yes, we do. Um, and all the proceeds, well, we're just asking for uh, for drivers to make a minimum donation, and all the proceeds are going to go to Stand Up to Cancer, um, uh, and it's the race is just officially going to be called Stand Up to Cancer 500, presented by Into the Apex. That's right. Uh, so you'll hear you'll hear about it more here as well. Yeah, so there will be more information coming soon, um, but we will. Uh, in the near future, have uh, a link posted on our website uh, for signups and availability. And and even if you're not available to race in the, if you're not available to race, you could still make a donation, which would be greatly appreciated. It would be going to a worthy cause and be very much appreciated. Yeah, we'll have the, uh, it's a GoFundMe that's directly linked to Stand Up to Cancer. So it's it's already connected and you'll be able to see it. We want it very transparent. Uh, that was important to us, and uh, we'll have 
Bas- I think this weekend. So if you're listening to this on a Saturday or Sunday, you probably check MadSimRacing.com. There's probably already an article up and probably already a web page made with an entry list, a sign-up form, and uh, GoFundMe. And what we're asking for is a minimum of $15 donation as a quote-unquote entry fee into this race. Uh, we've got some folks already donating more than 15 and that is amazing. Uh, but, but 15 at least, whatever you're able to do, uh, that works for you. Uh, and we're excited to see that, that amount grow and see what we can contribute. And we anticipate later this year, maybe in the fall doing a road charity race. Uh, we, if we can muster our resources, uh, successfully for this one, uh, then we see no reason not to do it again for, for a worthy cause. Yes. Um, and this race that we're going to have, it's going to be a 500 mile yeah. race at iRacing Super Speedway. Yeah. And I've only run this track recently and just our little fun run post Daytona 24 wrap party. Um, I've not actually tried to run a competitive race there. I can't wait. It's going to be tons of fun. It's not going to be, we're not going to take it too seriously. That's why we're going to have the fast repairs, you know. Yeah. I know, I know we've talked about that in the past, how we don't really like fast repairs, but this is, you know, this is to have fun, to let loose. It's for a good cause. You might as well get your full enjoyment out of it, you know? Yeah, we're, it's going to be crazy fast, crazy track. It's fictional. Uh, stuff, if stuff happens, we're, yeah, nobody's, we're not going to get too worked up or upset. So nice and loose, nice and fun. I, I, it's going to be fun. It's going to be on a weekend. I think a Saturday afternoon probably we'll announce the times in April. So plenty of time to just get ready for it. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for more information. Uh, so with that, I want to thank everybody. This has been a packed episode, a lot of stuff, a lot of people on here. Uh, glad we could get Patrick in here in the last portion to uh, tell the story of his Bathurst. That wasn't uh, after Rob and I gave him so much shit last week and then we screwed up. And uh, he comes out looking like a champ. Um, So we'll see what happens with Bathurst next year. And we'll see what happens with Nürburgring coming up in a couple months. Um, But yeah, for Bruce, Patrick, Rob, Bradley, myself, uh, we'll see you next week on Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.